Hi, I'm Ashton Gustafson, and this is Let the Music Play. Today, we're interviewing singer-songwriter Robbie C. Robbie C. is best known for his career as a singer-songwriter, recording artist, and worship leader. Founding the Robbie C. Band in 2001, they've released over seven albums, including the critically acclaimed 2007 EMI release, Give Yourself Away. Songs from these recordings have been featured in multiple TV shows and movies, including American Idol, One Tree Hill, and numerous shows on the ABC network. With multiple songs on the CCLI charts for many years now, including Song of Hope, which was top 50 radio songs of the decade, Robbie is the rare singer-songwriter whose songs are both worshipful and inviting to the broader audience. Hi, I'm Ashton Gustafson, and this is Let the Music Play. I have to really guard myself because if all I leave behind are songs and uh, I lose sight of what it means to be a faithful man, um, it's not that great of a legacy, you know? So uh, super excited to have Robbie C. on today. Robbie has been one of those guys um, that uh, the first time I experienced his music live was at UBC in Waco, Texas in the early 2000s um, and was like, there's something different about this guy. He, his words, uh, his music, his melodies, they just opened, uh, they allow the soul to soar, I say. Um, yeah. So Robbie, <laughs> Robbie, thank you for joining us today. Super excited to have you here. Yeah, no, thank you, Ashton. I appreciate it, man. So, um, what's what's your world look like these days? I, I know you've you've probably had a, a transitional journey from touring a lot. Uh, now maybe um, a little more stationary worship pastor or husband, dad. What what's Robbie doing these days? Yeah, it's you know it's just all that you know. I've, I've been married almost eighteen years, Liz and I, almost eighteen years, which is. Uh, wow. which is crazy and uh, and fantastic. And then we have five kids. So when people say like, "Hey, what are you up to?" You know, when you got five kids, it's that that has to come, that has to come first. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're chasing kids around and having a blast. The, the kids are older. Uh, I say older. You know, our, our our youngest is seven, and so they're just in a season of life where we get to really you know chase them around and pal around and coach them on teams or yeah. whatever the case is and uh man it's it's uh it's a blast really yeah and it's hard work and some days it's uh some days maybe it's not so not so much of a blast and more more hard work but it's it's both of those things and that so that occupies a huge space in our lives as you can imagine absolutely um you know and then music you know clearly uh you know it's part of the reason we're getting on the phone today is, you know, music's a big part of my life. And, uh, I feel really grateful to have experienced music in the context of the local church. And that's something that has never left me. I, I you know, I, I honestly just am grateful to God for the chance to be a part of some great churches, yeah. you know? So UBC back, uh, in the days that I was in college and, um, was downtown with my brother at a church called Ecclesia here in Houston for yeah, many years. Yeah. Uh, I took a year off and just, we just joined the church, which like we had never done that. You know, uh, you've probably done that after like when you walked in and like, Hey, I want to go to this church and I joined, but I had never, right. you know, honestly, like I had never like not worked at a church, yeah. which is, uh, so 
we had a year in 2013 where Liz and I and the kids just, you know, we like just served at the church. Like we served coffee and worked in the kids area and like just did whatever, uh, you know, we could do. And beautiful. That was a real, real sweet year. Yeah. And uh, that church that we joined uh, was led by my good friend, uh, Curtis Jones, uh, called Bayou City Fellowship here in town. And at the time, it was just a new church, uh, just a small kind of church plant. And uh, we've been really fortunate to help plant a second location of that church. And so uh, for the last two years, uh, I've been leading worship. And then uh, also they call me the campus pastor, which just sounds really official and uh, (laughs) scary. (laughs) And uh, so... Uh, I get to I get to preach like maybe once every uh, three months, which is exactly the amount of times I want to preach in right a year. On. You know, four right or on. five times. Like I love that, but that's not really what I'm going to be doing long term. But I love I love preaching the word and get to serve the elder here and lead worship and and so you know my life. Uh, long story, long answer, short. I guess it's just life is pretty full with kiddos with our church, and then of course. I've got these guys who have been a part of my band for a lot of years. Yeah. And these are, you know, not only just professional musicians, amazing at what they do, but they love the Lord and they love their families. And God still is opening doors for us to go and, uh, you know, lead worship and, and uh, play music together. So we're traveling as well. So it's just kind of a big juggling act. I kind of feel like we got a lot of balls in the air, but yeah. um, as long as God will allow me to, you know, juggle those, I'm, I'm pretty grateful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one, one thing that I wanted to ask you, um, I, I'm a, I'm a lyrics guy and I feel like you are too. Um, and the, the words that you bring to life that you've put into your music, um, I think you lean into creation. I think you lean into the heart of God through, through the things that surround us. Um, I think you've you do a beautiful job of that. Between being a dad and and being the campus pastor and the worship pastor and having a band, what are the practices that you've cultivated to keep you in that creative lifestyle? Like to to keep yeah. you to keep you plugged in to the muse, you know, to 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 that space between where you can respond and reflect and then bring that creativity into the world. No, that's a great, great question. You know, one of the things that we talk a lot about is when you're really in any creative process, I guess. I'm no expert on, you know, creativity for sure. But at least in my experience when it comes to songwriting, uh, you know, there are really two sides that you're, you're trying to balance. On one hand, you're trying to establish some practices and some principles. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a craft. I mean, it, I don't feel like I've even begun. I listen to, to uh, guys like Andrew Peterson. He's one of my favorite songwriters. Yeah. When I listen to his music, I go, oh, my gosh. Like I, I, This guy's writing novels within right. a song. Right. You know? and, uh, <laughs> so that, that's part of the fun is that, I, at least for me, like I, I feel like I'm just beginning to learn what it really means to be committed to um, yeah. the craft and the, and so for me, you know, on, so on this one hand, um, you know, I'm, I really do try to establish some, some, some just basic everyday principles. I mean, one of the things that we now have these, you know, basically a computer in, in your pocket, yep. you know, when you got this, 
phone. That's not something I had 10 years ago when I was, right. you know, writing a, a, a lot. And so a lot of that means I will talk into my phone and yeah. sing into my phone like a dummy. I mean, this sounds yeah. terrible. No, you know? I hear you. <laughs> I'm driving down the road and I can just go, you know what, I have an idea. And, uh, you know, it's, if I when I die, if anybody ever finds that stuff, it just, yep. they'll be like this. This guy was terrible. But no, I think it, I think it, we're all like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all these this, this terrible fragments. Some of them I go back to and I go, hey, that's not that might be something. And some of them you're like, I got to delete that right now. Like nobody yeah. should ever hear that right there. That is one of these just like okay, every day I'm a songwriter every day, so I may not have the time and the space today to sit down for three hours and uh, crank out a, a brand new amazing beautiful song but i surely have the at least the the, the practices established where i can journal well yep. uh where where i can uh, uh voice memo use the voice memos just just some things like that and, and those things prepare you for the other side so if that's on one hand yep. the uh, the other hand at least the way that i see it the other hand is just these beautiful moments Maybe sometimes not so beautiful, maybe like really uh, real moments of life and where you are deeply inspired. Yeah. And so I used to, I, you know, when I was at, at Baylor and I was beginning to write songs, uh, I just kind of hoped that a song would show up out of nowhere and I would be deeply inspired and uh, I, I wouldn't know where the song came from. I mean, occasionally that happens, but that's kind of a crutch for... Yeah. I don't. I don't really want to do the work, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so there, there are moments of uh, inspiration. There are mm -hmm. moments of, you know, uh, mountaintops and valleys in life where you go, man, I, I need to write about that. And so I, I want to be equipped with some just basic everyday practices, so that when those moments hit, I know what to do with them. And yeah. that's, to me, that's the evolve. You know, that's the evolution of of a good songwriter and that that's not original to me of course like I, I i heard other people say that to me when i was younger right um i remember rich mullins he was one of my favorite songwriters growing up and he he said that he really viewed himself as a as a quilter he had all these fragments of not only song ideas but really of life so he had yeah. all these moments and inspirations and uh convictions and moments in the word and moments in relationships and he would then be tasked with quilting them together, like you would Beautiful. different, you know, patches of fabric. And yeah. uh, and I try to, you know, I try to view myself in that in that regard uh, at least as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think what I'm I'm hearing between your words there are having this this awareness to the present moment to know that at any given time you can call it inspiration, but you're you may wake up to a new song that may be coming to you. Um, no question. And you know, one of the things you asked about is that how do you do that with all the, you know, the stuff you got going? When I f first started to have kiddos in my house, I was still, you know, I was I was a fairly young man, <laughs> and I I had in my mind that oh, okay, now I'm about to have to balance all these things. Right. So I've got to figure out how to uh, compartmentalize these different aspects of my life. I have to be a father here and then I have to be a songwriter here. And then I have to be an, a recording artist here and I've got to be a pastor, a worship pastor here. And so I got to figure out how to like get these in their own closets and yeah. figure out which, and, and really as I've, you know, especially as we've added more kids uh, to the house, one, there's not enough time for that. Right. Uh, but two, what I've realized is just that these things are, 
they they're deeply woven and connected. Yes. And um, that's not to say my kids are always inspiring me to write songs. Life life in that life in that easy. Uh, but what I've realized is when I have real relationships with my kiddos and when I love my wife in a way that uh, I'm not always, uh, you know, I don't always get it right, but when I am able to serve her and, and lose some of my selfishness, when I'm able to live life with people in my own church, to be engaged in, in uh, the, the highs and lows of life, all of that is fuel for the tank that is my creative outlet, which for yeah. me is songwriting. And so if I see it as a conflict, then I'm just, then I'm just trying to like, you know, map out a, my iCal, yeah. you know, yeah. when I see it as, Hey, this, these things ought to be connected. If I've yeah. got anything to offer as a songwriter, these things ought to be fuel, yeah. not roadblocks. Um, that's a different mindset for me. And, and, uh, you know, it, it's, not always easy to see it like that, but that's my that's my goal. Is yeah. that those things are woven together in a way that's it's fuel and not roadblock. That's beautiful. I mean, in 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 making quilting the blanket, I think as you said, now there's no separation of sacred and secular. You know, now yeah. now oh, no, it's absolutely. now it's good. It's holy. The bread, the wine, the beauty, the relationships, the sunset, the moment, the strife. It it's all the blanket. Um, no question. And of course, you see that in the Psalms, and I'm passionate about the Psalms because they, you know, I always tell, you know, songwriters and worship leaders that, hey, we've kind of, we've got a beautiful template before us about what it means to respond to God with words mm-hmm. and with song. Mm-hmm. And what we see in the Psalms is uh, there's nothing left out. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you've got all the soap opera you could handle in there and you've got all the concession and you got all the angst and you got all the, the distrust yeah. and you got all the, uh, you know, and many times you've got the, the, the danger, the, the literal danger that David and, and others are in. And you just go, this is a, wherever you are in life and however you're living life with people, it's a mirror. The Psalms really re- reflect that back to you, and that's how I hope to respond to God. Don't yeah. always, don't always go there. Don't always jump out on the ledge there and respond to God honestly. But I, I want to, and I see that in the Psalms as well. Love it, love it. I want to shift gears. Um, I want to chat through a couple songs um, of yours. I, I remember where I was. Your CD release party for Better Days. Um, sure. at, at UBC and hadn't ever seen you. Well, maybe I'd heard you a few Sundays, uh, but hadn't, hadn't really been to a show of yours or got to experience you in all of your originality. Um, you come out, you strum a few chords and the lyrics fall off your lips. First of all, thanks for listening to our song. We hope this finds you driving in your car or wherever you are, breathe out and breathe again. Know that life is hard, but it's worth the breathing. Listen to me now, for love, oh love, it's just waiting for you to say, here come better days. Um, time, I, confession, dude, time stood still for me in that moment. Um, mm, I, because I was like, time out. Uh, here's a guy that's willing to kind of rewrite the rule book on on what a song to God and in, in, in the mo Like, that's the blanket there. That was huge for me. Um, and as a songwriter, I kind of felt like that song was a permission slip, especially to a lot of buddies of mine and I. I mean, we still talk about that record. 
Um, where, couple things, the song Better Days, where was that inspired? But maybe the better thing is, how did you think to thank your listeners right out of the shoot? <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's brilliant or, uh, you know, uh, bad songwriting, but. That was awesome. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I don't recall how that, or why that ended up in the song. I do recall that I, we, uh, on the record before that, which was called 10,000 Charms, we yep. wrote Thanks for Listening on the, on the credits or whatever. And, uh, I got an email that said, Hey, I've never seen that before. And when you said that, I, it, I, I felt connected to the record I had just listened to. And I just want to tell you, I thought that was really neat. And so when we started to write that song, you know, I, I, I think it seemed like a good way to open a, uh, an album. Yeah. And, uh, the, the song itself, you know, it um, the song is really addressed to the listener. The song itself be- began as a song for my wife, who had gone through a couple years of, of illness. And, you know, they had told us, hey, you'll never have kids. And uh, we were young, and we wanted to have a family. And uh, we were just trying to figure out how to trust God in the middle of some chaos like a lot of people uh have to do in their lives and so the song really began with her in mind and she and i she and i both agreed that it would probably be more effective if we just you know made that available to everyone sometimes when you focus a song so intently on one person people can vaguely relate but if you maybe address them directly that might be a different scenario so yeah i i i I really appreciate you saying that. Um, and that was the, that was the hope for that record. And then also, um, we wanted that to be personal. I, I still hope that when people connect to the music, they just sense that, um, you know, I think that they believe most of what they're singing. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, that's, that's one of my hopes. Yeah. Like, hey, they're, 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 that's coming from a deeper a deeper current than just uh, this guy trying to sell me some music. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no doubt. Um, but I appreciate you saying that about that song. That song is, you know, has been one of my favorites that we've recorded and that the band has um, gotten a chance to to record. So I well, appreciate that. And I, and I love how you, you end this song, Green Grass and I'm Laying in the Sunlight of You, the wind is moving through the trees, blustering you, and the better days you bring, the better places found. Feasting at your table, I'm overwhelmed. I lift my glass, drink to those who never gave up. Clouds pass, fading into memories gone. And all I know for life and love and peace, what else could there be? And all I know for life is love and love and peace, what else could there be? I mean, that's like intro to mysticism 101 <laughs> uh, i mean it's just brilliant i love it it's so good so um on behalf of me and i know so many people thank you so much for uh just your your rawness and your vulnerability and your music i mean it's um it it truly is some of these tunes cruising down the highway at 70 miles an hour four windows down um they've been tra- transcendent moments so i'm grateful for that um, yes, thank you very much. So you 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 cut a song for the One campaign a couple years ago. 
Um, yeah. And it was a Patty Griffin cover, um, Up to the Mountain. What? T- tell me what what stirred in you to pick that song? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I, I partnered with the One Campaign, uh, half partnered with them for several years and um, love the work that they do. Yeah. Uh, love that their focus is pretty specific. There are some other uh, uh, organizations that we partner with that have, a, you know, a separate specific aim and goal. And I love that one fit, it fits a lane that uh, not a lot of people are running in, in terms of, of really pressuring and then, but also partnering with, with governments and then advocating right. debt relief. So they're a very unique organization. I love what they do. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Well, let me, let me go back to, I guess, 2000 maybe or it, it could have been yeah maybe 2000 uh david crowder and i were working on a record in austin and uh, a guy named mitch and uh on this call i cannot remember mitch's last name which is terrible but mitch uh was working on the record with us and he asked david and i if we knew who patty griffin was and uh at the time, uh, I think David had probably heard of her because he's, he's kind of heard of everybody. But uh, I, I didn't know who she was. And, and he gave us a copy of a Patty Griffin record called Living With Ghosts. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's an amazing record. It has is. a song called Moses on that record. It's just one of my favorite songs. Uh, and so we were kind of hooked on Patty Griffin. So yeah. we've been huge fans. Flaming Red, her record's been one of my favorite records ever. And uh, just love her and so fast forward many years later uh one had reached out and said hey uh want to do this kind of specific project with some artists and uh do any of these songs resonate with you they had kind of highlighted 20 or 30 songs and of course when i saw that song on there and you know mind you this is like some really big artists and then some really like basic uh low level artists which i would consider myself up against you know like elvis Costello and some other and <laughs> We were all choosing from the same list, so I just thought, I don't know if there's a chance for me to actually get that one, yeah. but uh, it would be great. And, and sure enough, and then up to the mountain, I've read a couple books about the last days of Martin Luther King mm-hmm. and read read a lot about his final uh, speech, although it really wasn't a speech. It wasn't written out, and it wasn't planned, and he was actually sick, and he decides to get out of bed to show up to deliver this uh, you know, impromptu speech to these sanitation workers who are being uh, underpaid and mistreated in Memphis. And he shows up and he delivers this speech that parallels the story of the Israelites. I mean, he hit his, he, he's paralleling the, uh, the, the journey of Moses and uh, that, hey, there's a promised land. I may not get there with you. I can see it. I'm up on the, up on the mountain and I can peer into the promised land and I may not go with you, but, uh, but uh, I'm I'm cheering you on, you mm-hmm. know. And then he shot the next day, and then so Patty had written this song based off of that, uh, based off of that story. And uh, so it's a powerful song for a bunch of reasons. Yeah. So say all that to say it, it's we we sing it a lot, uh, even still in concerts. And I I just I love it. I think it's a beautiful song. She actually reached out to us when that went up on the one campaign, which was a, you know, honestly, uh, a highlight of my time as a musician. Cause I just respect her. Yeah. She just said that she enjoyed it. And that, that meant a lot to us. 
Well, you you crushed it. I mean, it was money. Um, so, so good. And I think we may end this episode today afterwards and just kind of let people dwell in your cover of that when we leave. So good. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank it, you. It was money. Um, I know you've traveled a lot, and, and I would assume there's a friendship with uh, Donald Miller. Um, sure. When y'all toured last, I, I went to that show stop uh, up in South Lake. Um, sure. And... Uh, for all of us that have connected with Donald, I think he kind of woke us up to the reality of the call to live a great story. Um, and and really, that's the hope of this podcast is to to learn what other people are wanting their story to be and, and what, what other people are wanting their their music to be. I, I define the metaphor of music here for our listeners as the experience that unfolds and the story that happens when one's core beliefs, God giftings, uh, and, and core ideas come together, come alive, and crescendo, crescendo in the world we exist in. Um, when 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 you look back on your days, um, what do you what do you want to be the music? What do you want the theme of your story to have been? No, no, that's a good <laughs> question right there. That's a good question. Uh, I guess maybe because I'm getting a little bit older, and I I look at my own father, who has uh, you know been married to mom for, gosh, I hope they're not listening, but it's it's <laughs> it's forty it's forty plus forty five years forty six years, and uh, what I see in that man is a faithfulness. Not only not only to his wife, but just a just a humility and a faithfulness to to uh, live life to serve others to serve his family, and uh, and he's just not too concerned about how many people are cheering him on or giving him credit for this or that. And, yeah, um, I've lived you know a lot of my adult life has been a little more just in the public eye in the sense that a lot of what I do is it's subjective. And, um, you kind of subject yourself to people's opinions. So like, you know, when you're, if you're a painter, uh, half the people who view your painting are going to love it and half the people are going to, uh, hate it. And, uh, and music is like that. And so it's a very, um, you know, even, even though a lot of my music is, is centered around my faith, it it sometimes can make it even worse because not only is it subjective artistically, but it's subjective, uh, Theologically, yeah. uh, at least in the sense that everybody's got a different angle, and uh, and so I say all that because I've had to, uh, you know, I've I've just uh, I've had to ask God to help me guard myself from my legacy being um, what I have to offer, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and so I love to record music. Gosh, we're recording music right now. I hope I get to do it when I'm an old man, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I have to really guard myself because if all I leave behind are some songs and, uh, I lose sight of what it means to be a faithful man, um, it's not that great of a legacy, you know? And I, so I'm still trying to wrestle with that. So so God help help me be a, help me be somebody who's, uh, you know, tries my darndest to be committed to you and the ways of the Lord, even though a lot of it's a mystery to me. Um, That's the beauty. What does it mean to be? Yeah, there's a lot of beauty in that. And so, how do I just yield to you? And then, 
what's it mean to be a faithful husband and to be a to be a dad. I mean, I got these kiddos, you know. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, just to figure out, man, how to how to love them and see God do things in them that I surely couldn't plan or map out or you know try to try to orchestrate. And yeah. So, they become be- they, get, they become better teachers for us than we could ever be for them sometimes. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> no question, no question, man. I, I'm I'm at the point now. My I have a 13 year old who started to to play music with me. Some not 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 necessarily with the band, but at our church, you know. And yeah. um, that is just blowing my uh, I'd say blowing my mind, but just my heart feels like it's gonna explode. Yeah. I can't even look at, I can't even look at him. You know, that's so good uh, when he's with me and but i just i guess the you know i wanted to say like man what, what's it mean to to be a faithful man and not worry too much about my legacy centered around what i have to offer in terms of music or art sure love yeah. to do it sure sure appreciate the chance to do it hope i do it for a long time but hope that there's more left behind than just that yeah well let me just say uh on behalf of so many of us that um your work uh, your your awesome, good, necessary, and meaningful work um, sure has been uh, just beautiful illumination for so many of us. And um, yeah. if, 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 uh, if if you don't hear it today, just know that uh, we're there's many of us that are grateful, honestly, for you taking the courage and the bravery to kind of walk out into some of that mystery um, and, and sing about it, like. I think certitude maybe sells a little bit more than mystery. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, but absolutely. but dude, I'm all about the mystery. So um, yeah, thank absolutely. you for thank you for that because um, it sure does seem to be uh, me that that I'm finding that that's where the beauty is. Um, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And so, uh, dude, your work is awesome. I know you're a busy guy. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Bless you. I appreciate it, bud. All right, Robbie. We'll be in touch, man. Thanks so much. Talk to you. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this conversation with Robbie today. Find a way to support Robbie. Uh, Go to his website, Google Robbie C. You'll find it. Um, Download his music. Find a way to support uh, his art and his work. I promise you, um, even if you start with one of the older records, Better Days, you will uh, you will see what we're chatting about here on how raw and vulnerable and beautiful some of his lyrics are. Uh, I wanted to end the show today uh, with his song that he did for the One campaign uh, that we chatted about in this episode, Up to the Mountain by Patty Griffin. Uh, and with that being said, here it is. I went up to the mountain Because you asked me to Up over the clouds To where the sky was blue I could see all around me Everywhere I could see all around me Everywhere Sometimes I feel like 